0: Hello, everyone, welcome to the second episode of Bust It Wide Open. Bust it wide open and we'll figure it out.
1: It's a show about questions that we won't filter out sex, politics, religion, or anything else. We'll just bust it wide open. <laughs>
0: Woo. Woo! I'm Liv. And I'm Jazz. And today we're gonna have Kashawn on and we're gonna discuss a little bit about race issues and more. I mean like her life, hopefully a lot of fun stuff It's gonna be interesting. Yeah absolutely. But first how are you doing Jazz? Oh I'm doing good. Finally moved
1: back down to Sarasota and you know that because we Hung out the past week at the beach. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just getting unpacked and starting work and fun, all the fun things.
0: Yeah, settling in a bit.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How have you been? I've been good. I had a really good day at work today, which was like refreshing. I got some really good news about. a job after graduation, which makes me feel like really secure. I see Raj on the background. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Raj is back there making an appearance. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm happy about that. Nothing's like set in stone, it's not for sure, but I was really, really happy to hear that. That makes me feel a lot better. So I'm Yeah, happy. that's great. Came home to a clean house that Jake cleaned, so that was amazing. Like that doesn't get old. What a man! Home. Yeah, my FabFit fun box came in. And yes, it did. To top it off, Jake cooked me dinner, so it just was like, wow, really good day. Like you can't. The beat princess
1: that. treatment, the I queen know. treatment.
0: I got like a gift. I got dinner cooked and the house cleaned. And I don't have to work out today.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. So
0: good We'd day. We love to hear it. Oh, wow! I'm very happy about it. So.
1: Well, I earlier today went to lunch with Savannah and um, Brittany and Sarah. Sarah came down.
0: I know. I'm so um, jealous. Like I was watching the snaps and I was like, you guys literally suck. Like I want to be there so bad. I was saying so I bad. wish –
1: I wish you were still down here, but.
0: I know. Freaking. That was nice. It looked I nice. was a
1: little bit nervous to go out to a restaurant right now. Um, yeah. But there was like maybe three tables of like two people each. So it really wasn't bad.
0: Yeah. Um, it didn't look too busy. Um, and I know like a lot of restaurants have been pretty good about like sitting you far apart from other people. So.
1: Yeah so that's been really good but um that was kind of the first time that I've been out to like an actual restaurant inside seating since all of this COVID stuff happened and it was kind of oh really yeah but it was good it was a good experience um and I was glad to see Sarah and Brittany I know I'm sure our listeners will hear from later on in
0: our episodes 100% definitely (laughs) hear from them um No, that's so nice, though. Uh, I've been to – I actually, like, I guess thinking about it, I actually haven't really been to a restaurant either. I went to BJ's, like, once. Mm. It's saddest away from a lot of people. I went to – I was one of the people who went to a bar, but that was, like, months ago. And let me tell you, though, like, when I went, I was like, I regret this. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of people here. So didn't do that again. Learn my lesson. I know. I
1: was – I was hermiting in my home in Asheville for the past couple months. Yeah. Um, So it feels, I don't know, it feels really weird. I feel like I've been as safe as possible, but still, like, I just feel like there's no way to prevent.
0: Right, right. No, I like, I'm the same way. So every time I go home, too, I'm, like, freaking out about giving my grandma COVID, who mm-hmm. literally, like... You know, her husband of sixty years just died, and her sister died. So she's like just losing the will to live already. And so I'm like, she gets it. She, she, she gonna go. Um, but yeah, sending
1: sending all of my love and thoughts your way for that situation. I know that's scary.
0: Yeah, it hard. it sucks, and it's sad, and I, like, hate to hear it, because I'm so blessed to grow up, like, really, really close to my grandparents, especially, like, on my mom's side, on my dad's side, too, my grandma, but um, my mom and papa, literally, like, so close to them, would see them twice a week, at least. We looked forward to it, me and my sister, so it's hard, but they're both, like, super, like, like religious, but also like spiritual people in a way, because like, not just religious in the fact that like, yeah, they practice Christianity, but like, I think my mom really has, she's very in tune with her spirituality and she like can feel her angels or, you know, whatever you want to call them. And, um, she's actually had some really cool experiences that, Like, I wish we could have her on. I don't think that'll ever happen. Maybe we'll have to have
1: Mima. Yeah, we'll
0: have to. (laughs) Like, it would be cool. She's had, like, she's literally, she's seen the light before. Um, Mm -hmm. And she also, like, my mom, we call my mom a miracle baby because she knew she was pregnant before, like, she knew she was pregnant kind of thing. Right. You told me that. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, she that's what I mean. Like she's very in tune. She knows. So I'm it's like, you know, it's gonna really suck when she passes because I love her so much and I don't want her to, but at the same time, like I know when she does, she's she's gonna be very happy. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not one of those deaths that like you know just break you. It's mm-hmm. it's one that's like it's it's sad and you're going to miss them a lot, but you know it's okay at the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah so but thank you I appreciate the good vibes I'll take what I can yeah. get <laughs> absolutely um, absolutely so um
1: I'm still talking I started talking to a guy when I first got down here from oh Bumble. yeah 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 I told you about him a little bit at the beach yeah. house we for those of you that don't know we were at a beach house for the week of fourth of July um
0: With so nice
1: (laughs) his family, and it was really, really fun.
0: Yeah, it was really nice. I love hanging out with my family. I'm one of those people that's like obsessed with my family. Well, your family's great, so I don't blame
1: you. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so still kind of talking with him. Um, I'm not going to mention him by name, yeah, um, here. I'm not going to blast that, but it was really funny how we started talking. We didn't even match on Bumble, we just um he added my snapchat that was on my account right and so that's how we started talking
0: I don't know he's really nice
1: have you met up with
0: him yet I know he was like telling you his like work schedule trying to get something going yeah no I haven't and I feel kind of
1: crappy usually I'm a pretty good person at like making plans and sticking to them but I have just had so much stuff going on that I'm like, oh wait, uh Saturday is my sister's birthday and yeah uh you know Friday and Sunday I'm recording stuff. So it's you know, I'm figuring it out.
0: Yeah.
1: Well if he's a good guy holds to ground. So okay. Yeah, I, I think I think he will for sure. Yeah. It's uh he said he'd listen to this so
0: Oh that's so hey. exciting. Hey well yeah. shout out
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so that's all that's kind of new yeah. happening
0: right now. Yeah, it's funny because it's like, seems like not a lot, but it's a lot like for you, especially like moving different states. Like, mm, yeah. yeah, never done that. Moved to a different part of the state. So that's not, yeah, it's, we'll it's a lot. It takes a lot out different. of you. Oh, yeah, from Sarasota, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's two different worlds. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is. Um Oh, and Camilla, my one of my best friends, is moving back to Sarasota next
0: week. So Oh she I feel like I knew that, but I feel like okay. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's really exciting. I'm so happy about that. Me too. It'll be good.
1: I don't know that she thinks it's gonna be good, but I feel like it's gonna be good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Um well, I wrote down a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, okay. I'll just pick one of them because I don't think we, we don't have time for all three. Yeah, that's but, fine. Um, okay. Eeny, meeny. <laughs> all right. We'll just do this one because it's like the least political and I don't feel like talking politics quite yet. So okay. um, I'm like looking. All right. I have like a lot of entertainment news which Mm -hmm. is, like, not real. I don't even know why it's called News, not News. But, like, who was it? Um, Rebel Wilson, like, just lost, like, 40-something pounds. And, like, you know, Adele lost, like, 100 pounds. And, like, everyone's, like, obsessed with them now. And it's, like, super, super annoying me that, like, I don't know. I just get – everyone's, like, oh, Adele's so pretty now. And it's, like, she was always gorgeous. Like, why is this – She is. She always has been. And I'm like, okay, like she looks great, but it's just like, I get so annoyed with like celebrity weight loss and like the way that like weight loss is like almost romanticized. Like it's very interesting. Um, I was actually like this one girl that I follow on Instagram. She lost, like, 150 pounds, and she was talking about, like, her experience. I was listening to her YouTube story about it, and it was just very interesting because she was saying how um, that – it was so sad. I felt awful for her. She got to her goal weight, and, like, she's there, and she's, like, the saddest she's ever been in her life, and it was, like, a very interesting take on it because – She's just discussing that, like, the thing that she thought was going to make her happy didn't make her happy at all. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was, like, a healthy reminder that, like, your weight shouldn't control everything about you. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Well, for one, Adele, I feel like, did it for herself. She didn't put it in public that she was working on losing weight, like, It just frustrates me that she did that privately and wanted it to be private. And then everyone made such a shocking big deal over the situation. Um, But yeah, like I will say, you know, about four years ago now, oh my gosh, it was four years ago. I, when I almost lost 30 pounds, it was about 30 pounds. um, I just remember posting a picture because I was proud of it, but I didn't really realize what the comments were doing to me um, because so many people that I hadn't ever talked to or people that I hadn't talked to since middle school or high school were all of the sudden commenting on my picture and saying like, wow, like you look amazing, whatever. And that felt so good at the time, but then I never like heard from them again. And so, you know, I did slowly gain weight back when I moved to Tallahassee and whatever. And it's not like they were still telling me, like, I look great. Um, They just disappeared. So I don't know. I just think it can have negative consequences when you're just, like, coming in to comment on someone's new look because they lost weight. So
0: Yeah, I know. This is actually something she was talking about because she was Instagram famous, for losing the weight. And so she was just talking a lot about how like that attention was like, ended up being really bad because she's like, look at what I'm doing. It's so good. Look at how all these people love what I'm doing.
1: Mm-hmm. And she
0: actually developed an eating disorder because of it, because then she got a lot of pressure, like, oh, I need to lose more. I need to lose more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just, I think weight is something that I struggle with a lot Mm -hmm. um so like when I see a lot of things about it it just always like resonates with me so
1: yeah I have definitely struggled with weight my entire life um pretty much and I think I'm very affected or I have been in the past by what people think about me or say about me not in the term like not in the sense of um really anything else other than like my appearance I'm very um I don't know it affects me a lot when people say negative things about my appearance oh yeah same yeah and (laughs) I try not to be that way but it's easier said than done and right so I just I'm really working on that but I'm also not trying to let that be the motivation for me Losing weight, like I want to do it because of health and because of myself, and not other people. So,
0: right, yeah, I'm I'm the same way in that you know I grew up getting made fun of for my weight, so it's always really been something that I've always been self conscious about. Um, and so it's funny because like I I think a lot of the times I'd like to think that I don't give a shit what people think about me. Yeah. But um and I think when it comes to my personality, that's mostly true. Like you don't like something about my personality, I really like I like who I am. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a good person. So like there it doesn't bother me. But when if someone were to make a comment about my weight, like mm-hmm. I would not be I wouldn't be okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> like if someone I didn't know out in public said something
1: about my weight, it would I would think about it for weeks.
0: Oh god, yeah. Yeah. And I would like automatically go on like a diet, which I, you know, can't ever stick to. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's just uh weights a funny thing. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid thing and it's it's re- it's really frustrating to not let bother you. Well, it sounds like we
1: need to do an episode on this in the future to uh
0: yeah to talk about it oh, more. Yeah that's actually a really good idea i like that body image
1: coming to you uh sometime soon
0: (laughs) in the future um well i think unless you have anything else you wanted to talk about we can go ahead and bring on our guest i know i think i'm just excited to bring on kishan so bring on kishan okay all right guys Hey, guys. So we're here with Kashan. Hey, Kashan.: Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Our first guest. I'm literally so oh excited.
1: <laughs> Are you nervous?
2: <laughs> I have such an honor for being here for the first time. <laughs> uh,
0: no, literally, I'm so happy you said yes. You have no idea. Like, this is so exciting. I'm excited to do this. Heck yeah so we talked a little bit about like the layout of how we want to go through this um so i guess just start where it all began talk about your childhood um like what kind of household did you grow up in and yeah stuff like that um
2: so i kind of grew up in a middle class house is what we would typically call it um my dad was the one that mainly had the job for the most part of my life so my mom you know didn't work and I had a pretty good sized family about seven people in there and yeah but the house the house was it might it was a little full but like you know it was it was fun it was enjoyable to be there with you know my cousins and my sisters and stuff um where I grew up is St. Cloud. St. Cloud used to be predominantly white. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so growing up in neighborhoods like that, you know, uh, you kind of, I kind of, I won't even lie. I kind of rode on my dad's white privilege when
0: I was growing up. Okay. So yeah, your dad, your dad
2: is white, right? And your mom is black. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was, that was some like, just, that's mainly my childhood is just like growing up in that little house and, uh, I went to charter school for kindergarten, and then I went to elementary, middle, and then for my last year of middle, I went to another a uh, charter school again, and then high school, and then during high school, I did DE, which got me to where I'm at right now. Hell yeah. Brother. <laughs> me too. Hell yeah, yeah, me too. Me
0: <laughs> too. Um, so for you guys that don't know, because Sean and I met in college, we met in ODE, we both. <laughs> engineering students um literally wouldn't have passed so many classes without her so
1: (laughs) I had the privilege of meeting Kishan what like one time before I think when we all went out (laughs) together
0: Um, yeah what a time good time time. Uh. so was religion like a big thing in your household or no uh so
2: yeah uh, my mom it's it's really weird in our household because I would if I was to describe my parents' dynamic, they are complete opposites, which I know people say opposites attract, but in this way it's kind of it's kind of weird because it's like my mom is very very religious and when I was younger my dad was slightly religious, but as like the years have gone on, like he's kind of uh separated from that in a little bit. So the household dynamic was just the fact that we have one person that is trying to guide one way and then we have another person that's trying to guide another way.
0: Mhm. Mhm. And is your mom Christian or what does she practice? So she's Christian, uh she we've grown I've
2: been raised on the Baptist faith. Uh she's transitioning mm-hmm. to Judaism. Um Oh
0: wow. Right? Uh
2: Judaism is Judaism is something that I've been looking into. Uh, I haven't fully gone into it or looked well in depth just because you already know how school is for us. well <laughs> oh, oh, I know. It's got a lot so, going on. Yeah, so not a lot of time to do the things I would like to research, but eventually I'll get there. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you know, like, just quickly, um, why she's making that switch? That's a really interesting switch. To me. Yeah. Um. So, and I can agree with her on this.
2: A lot of times in the Bible itself, uh it always refers to Jewish people being God's people. Um, so even Baptist people are supposed to believe that so i can understand why she's making the transition and uh that's just that's what it is
0: okay i just it's interesting to me because so um does she not believe in jesus being the savior anymore then did she lose faith in that or she just kind of relates more to judaism and i think judaism at least today tends to be a more peaceful religion Mm -hmm. i mean christians like to really. Yeah, shitty, so. there, are, there are some
2: extremists, uh, but you can you honestly you can say that about any religion or group. Oh, yeah, because yeah. always going to be extremists that take it a little too far and tend to go overboard with their message or
1: mm-hmm.
2: cons- or cons- misconstrue their message to the point where it, it benefits them. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, t- I talked about that a little bit in the first episode about like how I consider myself a Christian, but I'm like a liberal cr- Christian. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I believe in Jesus, but I'm also like, I don't hate gays. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that was I a good way that. of describing it, yeah. Liv. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liberal Christian.
0: A liberal Christian. Um, So what was like, did you have a sex talk growing up? Like, or what sex not talked about
2: so again it like again it's the two different parent household type of thing so maybe when i was five six maybe six six or five like super super young um my dad took me out for a drive and he gave me the whole rundown because boys aren't shit they'll never be shit like you know it was just (laughs) like one of those talks where it's like they're always gonna try I wish I could give you an ugly mask because you know I would rather you not be out there looking like that (laughs) and so like he gave me the talk and even though I was that young he never like my dad never babied me he Mm -hmm. would always give me like the full truth like this is what it is is what sex it wasn't birds and bees like no this is sex (laughs) like yeah like that's what it was with him but I never got a conversation with my mom really the only uh conversation I really had with her regarding that is with you know save yourself for marriage premarital sex is a sin like you know she took the religious aspect of it to where it's like you know you leave your leave your first for your husband and stuff like that
1: wow and how did that impact you did like
0: so who did you really like relate with more like what which way did you like more I guess
1: so I've I mean I'm pretty close to my dad
2: so I've I've always kept his words like to heart and stuff and at the end of the day because like how repetitive my mother was about uh the religious aspect of it you know it kind of drilled that into me um I know a lot of people tend to just you know see sex as whatever and do whatever and that's okay with me like 100% but for me personally it's a very intimate act and it's uh it's something that I don't I don't choose to do with everyone and even then mm-hmm. the first time I did have sex I felt like I kind of had to stay with that person because like mm. that was the person I chose to have sex with you know Oh yeah and it wasn't a very heavy factor but it was always in the back of my mind like
0: right
2: well if I leave this person am I actually committing a sin because mm-hmm. I took this in front of God you know so it, oh, wow. it was something that kind of affected me in that way, but I am past that, yeah. <laughs> you know, God forgiven me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <You're forgiving> me. <laughs>
0: yeah. So we are okay.
1: <laughs> I'm good. No,
0: that is, that is really, that's really interesting though. Cause I, I grew up in a uh, pretty Christian religious household too. And, um, I don't know like I'm trying to remember I don't ever remember having a specific sex talk with my parents I do know that um I learned I lost my virginity pretty young I was 15 which is really young um but uh I, I like tried to get on birth control for the longest time and I was like telling my mom like oh I'm thinking about it I'm thinking about it and like I had been having sex for months at that mm-hmm. point and like she had no idea and she was just like, no, you should wait. You should wait. You should wait. So I guess it was more of like the wait, um, approach, yeah. mm. but I, I guess I was more influenced by my friends because a lot of my friends were having sex at that point. So yeah. I was like, eh, fuck it.
1: <laughs> Mine was so different. I, um, so my parents had me when they were 16. And, um, so my talk wasn't about religion whatsoever. Cause I didn't grow up in a very religious household. It was just don't have sex because you'll get pregnant at 16 and end up like me. And mm-hmm. so I didn't like, I was so nervous <laughs> about that happening. I didn't until I like knew I was ready. And I think I was like 20, like yeah. I had just turned 20 when I lost my virginity. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Just weird, different approaches, I guess. Right. Because it's like with the friend thing that made me want to wait
2: even more, because especially in high school, you know, uh, teenagers are just cruel. They just they're mean to be mean. That's what they do. Like I've heard like I've heard guys because I used to hang out with guys a lot in high school and I would hear them talk about like their exes or their girl, their current girlfriends, even. And it's like, whoa, man, like that was a very intimate moment. And you're just kind of making fun of it. And it kind of made me realize, like, these are not the type of people I'm trying to have my first time with Um, because they are very insensitive (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that was like that whole friend thing it was like that pushed me away from it until like I got to college had my own house had my own like my shit was mine type of thing
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I think I I definitely like I'd see that approach I ended up um, the person that I lost my virginity to we dated for three and a half years so um, luckily like I would say like compared to a lot of people I actually had a pretty good losing my virginity story just because Mm -hmm. I don't consider him a piece of shit um a lot of stuff happened with him now Mm -hmm. but that's after I stopped dating him so it's not but anyway um at the time he was a really good person and um I think he really loved me and I loved him Mm. so it all worked out for the best but I would say, like, 15. Oh, my God. That yeah. I look back now, and I'm like, 15? Like, that's – because I have a cousin who's turning 14 this year, and I would vomit if yeah. she was going to go outside. Yeah. that's just like, oh, my God. I know. It's so child.
2: So like, when you're a kid, you're like, I'm grown. And then, like, you have a younger sibling or a younger cousin, and you're like, you yeah. better not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard because, like, I don't want to, like, stigmatize, like, losing a virginity or anything. Yeah. Like, you have to wait. You should wait. Like, you – it like sexist, everyone yeah, like,
2: it's their own. Everyone's their own person.
0: Yeah, like it shouldn't be talked up. Um, you know, to this great like, oh, virginity so holy or whatever. But at the same time, like I do, I also agree that like you should probably like try to wait for a, a decent person. Like it is, yeah. I think as much as we like try to pretend. At least for a lot of women, like we try to pretend that it doesn't mean anything to us. I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like you're always gonna remember that person. Yeah. At least I would. So mm-hmm.
2: the thing that I try to promote, especially with like younger kids, it's just like maybe wait until like you graduate, you're out of the house, like don't do it in your mom's house. Don't like, yeah, there's there's it's fun. It's fun to be sneaky. It's fun to, you know, do a little quickie or whatever. But it's like at the end of the day, like I you just feel so much better when it's like your house. It's yeah. your apartment. You're this oh,
0: a hundred percent. We use No, yeah, like, we used to sneak around all the time, and, like, now when I go home, like, if Jake and I go home, I'm, like, absolutely not, I'm not doing this in my parents' home, like, like, if there's a risk of them being back in, like, an hour, I'm, like, that's too soon, I'm not, what, (laughs) we could get caught, and I guess, because, you know, we have our own space now, it's not even, like, enjoyable now for me, if I'm, like, scared about someone walking in, like, I don't want to, so. Yeah,
2: and my dad was big on pushing for that, too, he was just, like, honestly, like, after you get out, do what you want to do, like, you're like you're my concern, but not anymore at that point, really. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah, wait, just wait. <laughs> That's all he was saying. He was like, honestly, yeah. don't let me hear anything, and just like, just wait. <laughs> he just didn't
1: want to experience that. So. Yeah, he was like, don't just yeah, cut it out. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, do you think that um, you said you were in a household of seven people? I'm assuming Do you have any brothers? No, no so brothers. My dad, were, none, were there so... other boys in the house? No, my dad was the only man. Oh in the my house. God. Okay, oh, never wow. mind. And I was gonna ask you if he like treated the boys differently, but that's so interesting. It was all girls It's actually funny that you asked that because uh, My dad,
2: i don't. it's not that he wanted a son when like when he first had a kid But it was like I guess they kind of predicted they would have a son So like ever since then like I've been his son like he called me Magnus <laughs> Like my nickname for my dad <laughs> is Magnus, which is the strongest man in the world <laughs>
1: that's
0: so funny that's so cute i actually love that i'm like a super daddy's girl too so which i hate that term it's (laughs) creepy but like (laughs) i like i bond with my dad like me and my dad are really really close and like it's um my sister and my mom are really close and my sister and my dad like don't get along because they both handle they handle things emotionally the same way yeah so they both blow up on each other and like I handle the things the same way my mom does. Mm -hmm. So that's why me and my dad, like we get along really well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would say that for me, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like I'm necessarily like a daddy's girl. Um, I think I'm really close with my mom, but I wasn't always, like, in high school, middle school, like, I'm pretty positive she hated me. I'm pretty sure she was, like, why is this my child? Um, <laughs> but,
0: not, not in,
1: like, a <laughs> like rude that. way, but, like, you know, when I'd pop an attitude or whatever. Yeah. Oh, know, yeah. Stupid yeah. stuff like that. Oh, I my God. Like,
0: you guys, I'm going to have the as fucking children. Yeah. Anyway, keep going, though. <laughs> I feel like we are
1: so similar that we – used to just like fight a lot especially when I was in high school but now that I've moved out and I'm an adult it's a different dynamic and I feel like we're best yeah. friends now but sometimes we still like if we're around each other too much get on each other's nerves but <laughs>
0: yeah 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 that's that's definitely my sister and my dad mm-hmm. too it's like you know probably shouldn't be living in the same house mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Um, but anyway, Kashan, a question that I really wanted to ask you. We've talked about it a little bit. You haven't talked about it to Jasmine or on a podcast. So, um, being mixed, um, you know, I've heard things. I'm obviously never experienced this experience this, but kind of feeling like you don't fit in with either race or having issues like fitting in um this in general. Could you speak to that? Yeah. So, um, when it comes to
2: like, when I'm hanging out with a group of white people, you know, if I do anything that is remotely considered black or anything that doesn't fit their frame of a white individual, uh, I can be called ghetto. I can be called this, that, and the other, like you can feel the difference for sure. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's like the the way uh, a lot of my white friends talked about me with me, like just in general, it's like, you can really feel the difference because they just, it's it's a little hard to explain, but it's like, they just don't see their privilege at all. So some Mm -hmm. things that they say, it's like, why would you... Why would you even consider that? You know, like, why would you think it's okay to be like, oh, your hair is too curly or let me fix your hair for you? This is when I was like younger, younger and curly hair right, wasn't right. like the big old thing it is now. Because <laughs> yeah, nowadays, yeah. you know, everyone's I love your curls. I love your curls. Yeah, which is great. But back in the day, th- that wasn't it. Like, you know, everyone was just like, mm-hmm. well, would you like me to iron your hair? Like, maybe it takes four hours to do that. You don't know what you're signing yeah. up for. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you're just saying that because I don't fit in with you. And then on the other side, it's like, if I'm hanging out with a group of black people, sometimes, like, because I was raised in St. Cloud, you know, I, I am a little redneck sometimes. Uh, <laughs> they, they don't consider me black sometimes. Like, I, mm-hmm. some things of black culture I won't know about because that's just my mom. Like, again, my mom was very religious. MTV was a big no-no. It was something we had to be secretive about. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it's like, if I didn't hear um, a song from back in the day and I don't know it, they're joking about let's remove her black card she's not black Mm -hmm. or black history month comes and people joke and say oh you only get to celebrate half the month like oh (laughs) yeah so it's like you get it from both ends it's not just one race or the other it's both there's always going to be um uh like you'll always be identified for being different
0: kind of thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's so interesting to me. It's like really upsetting to hear. It's, you know, obviously not really surprising because people just kind of yeah. <laughs> suck in general for the most part. But um, and I just say whatever's off their dome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now would, um, would people like know that you're mixed? Because I feel like just from looking at you, I don't really know that like, I wouldn't, I don't know if this so, is like racist, but I would I wouldn't consider you mixed. Like you're obviously a lighter skin, but um so they would just know from like was it based off appearance, I guess is what I'm asking. I would assume so, but even then, like if I tell like a lot of times I will tell uh
2: my white friends my name. Like i well, I guess they wouldn't be friends at the time if they didn't know my name, but <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> like some like okay, so like when I used to work at Dairy Queen, right? You know first time on the job. Hey, my name is Kashawn. Like blah, blah, blah. They would not get my fucking name right. And it was a joke. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking joke. Cushion, Krishan, Cushion, Christian. Couldn't like, they wouldn't say it right. And they're like, and it's like, okay and then at Big lots, I'll have people be like like you know you have your name tag on you and they'll be like Kashawn that's such an interesting name your people have such great names my people Aww. my name is from Israel <laughs> you're being racist
1: <laughs> literally because my name is not even black yeah and yeah, the name is yeah. not hard to pronounce I don't know why
2: and some of them do it as a joke because they're just right. like haha can't get your name right type of thing yeah. so that's why I'm like I don't understand it so it's like it doesn't even have to be the appearance part of it cuz
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's like to white people I'm black because I have a drop of melanin in my skin mm-hmm. at the end of mm-hmm.
0: the day. Yeah. And yeah then
2: yeah. to black people sometimes they don't even consider me black because I'm just so light. Mhm. Mhm. So
0: it's like yeah. it's both ways. Wow. Yeah. I think that like really just speaks though too to the way that racism is so ingrained in society. Like you were saying, like people think they're giving you a compliment when they're like, Oh, your name is so interesting, you know, and it's like, or your people, like yeah. and it's like, you know, obviously those people aren't trying to be mean, but like they, they literally have no idea that what they're saying is just really, really ignorant at the they end They need of the to be day. educated. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's um, really interesting and it also again like with the you know white people like just purposely saying your name wrong because the so weird to it's me. different like yeah. they haven't heard it before it's just right? again it's like one of those um just racist but you don't even know it kind of thing. yeah as a as a white person you don't know like as obviously a person of color you're sitting there like you're yeah. being so racist but they don't see it mm-hmm. and I think that's a huge issue today is that people, a lot of white people, don't think racism exists or they don't think it's as prevalent as it actually is because they ignore all of those, like, I guess, littler things, quote yeah. unquote. Like, it's, you know, it's still a big thing at the end of the day. But, like, if you're going to compare it to violence, obviously, like, you would rather be called the wrong name than be punched like i at least i would they can't kill
2: you in the street yeah like yeah or
0: kill you or you know so you know but a lot of white people like they wouldn't consider that racist they're like oh we're being nice but it's like no you're still treating someone differently you you just don't see it Mm -hmm. so that's um I i just think that's a really big issue and that's what frustrates me so much is when yeah like white people are like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, it's not a big deal to you because you don't understand it. Yeah. Like, But I also
1: yeah. wonder if that's also partially American culture's fault because mm-hmm. I know that we even have the audacity as a people to, um, to go over to other countries and stay, say stuff like that to, um, um to Americans other other races you. and other religions we don't understand like to them there in their country so i don't know i mean i feel like that would be interesting to explore too um yeah. if our people just have the audacity in america
2: i think yeah. people in america choose to behave this way because it's just convenient since they don't actually deal with it since they don't actually experience it they don't have to confront it. Mm-hmm. So it's just convenient to let things lie the way they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's mm-hmm. not okay. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's very, that's very true. That's why I think a lot of Republicans don't want to do anything about it. Because why should, why like, uh, technically, like, if you only care about yourself and you're white, why would you care about, you know, fixing mm. racism? You're It doesn't hurt you. Doesn't it? Doesn't doesn't affect you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the thing is, is you have to start caring about more than just yourself Mm -hmm. and your own circle.
1: Yeah, that's where you start getting into the differences between sympathy and empathy. Like, I would never want somebody to feel sympathetic and be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry for you." Like, Mm -hmm. empathy is what we need to have more of as a Mm -hmm. people. Everyone. Um, and yeah. just being able to take a step back and say, I haven't experienced what you've experienced because you're your own person. And I cannot say with with um, confidence that I know what you've gone through. And mm-hmm. so just recognizing that and saying, hey, you tell me what you've gone through. And hopefully I can mm-hmm. understand some of it. Hopefully I mm-hmm. can start to relate. And if I can't relate, then to at least accept that.
0: yeah Yeah, my sister always says just because you haven't experienced something doesn't mean it hasn't happened Mm -hmm. so you know I think too far too many people only believe in it if they've experienced themselves and and even then
2: it's like hmm? you can experience something the same way someone like you can experience the same thing someone does but not experience it the same way yeah because you're your own person
0: yeah yeah so yeah, like you said, jazz, just takes, just takes a second to sit back, maybe think a little bit, mm-hmm. really take it all in. Um, but anyway, I think we should go ahead and start our burning questions. I actually had you, one Sean... more
1: thing if we... Can... Oh, okay,
0: go ahead. I just wanted go to, to
1: um, know your... Um emotions and what you think surrounding what's happening with the Black Lives Matter movement right now. So I, like I said, like I mentioned prior,
2: like growing up, I kind of rid off the back of my dad's white privilege and like living in that area. Mm -hmm. So I haven't experienced um, Black American culture to the fullest. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, part of Black American culture has been the oppression of them Mm -hmm. that is the big Mm -hmm. part of them and Mm -hmm. recently i've begun to realize that at the end of the day even though i grew up in a white city even though i'm educated even though i'm this that and the other you can rank me however i'm still fucking black
1: Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. still
2: gonna see me as black regardless of what i do with myself regardless of what i end up being i could be a bum. Or oh, I can be a fucking sibling. And you're like, I am, baby. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> they're just going to see. <laughs> they're just going to fucking see mm-hmm. that I'm Black. But at the end of the day, I have no choice but to be a part of this movement. Yeah. Because it is is for me. This movement is for my Black friends. This movement is for Black children. This, You know? So I 100% support the Black Lives Matter movement. I even support to the point where all of these uh, riots that are exceeding peacefulness mm-hmm. and are starting to become violent. Yeah. I support that as well mm-hmm. because it's gone on for so long that even when it was going on and nobody was woke, mm-hmm. you could still feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned before, growing up in that town, I could feel it. I didn't understand mm-hmm. it. I didn't get why things were the way they were. My, you know, my mom. My mom's Caribbean, so Caribbean culture is different from Black American culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she never thought to talk to me about these things, but you still feel it. Yeah, you still feel the abrasion, the aggression that's against you. Um, I've never liked being pulled over by the cops. I've never, whenever things go wrong, I've never thought to call the cops. And this is mm-hmm. way before Black Lives BLM was a hashtag. Mm-hmm. This is way before all of that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like you feel it, and it's it's part of you. And the Black Lives Matter movement is the biggest thing right now because. People are just fucking tired mm-hmm. of the fact that they're not being heard, that there are still children dying for no reason. And it's like, because of their skin tone, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, that's the only reason, because of their skin tone. And there's yeah. so many of them. And Black women, that's like a whole different topic, guys, because it's oh, like, yeah. shit, they're just, they're just so undervalued and mistreated oh, yeah. in this society. Mm-hmm. That I, like, again, I have no, no, like, I have to stand with it, because at the end of the day, this affects me heavily.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought that was beautiful.
1: Very well said. That (laughs) was very well said, and I agree um, with you about understanding and supporting it, even when it gets to the point of violence, because Mm -hmm. I just feel like all, everything, that has gone on um with the black lives matter movement even before it was labeled um even when you try to peacefully protest even when you try to just take a knee like nobody's ever happy with whatever you do so what do you do at that point um i like like you said like look how long ago kaepernick was freaking kneeling mm
2: -hmm. and they were bitching about that they were kicking him off the team Mm -hmm. like fuck that shit. all he did was kneel Mm -hmm. he didn't it's not like he was out there throwing bricks through Target or anything like it's that. It's like he no, was, like, was fucking...
0: Yeah, and but he disrespected the flag. Okay, like just fuck off. Like he didn't fucking piss on it. Like he took. <sighs> like he a didn't even fucking... disrespect it. Like there's literally, I don't feel like there is a more respectful way mm-hmm. to protest. And it's like, no, you're Jesus not mad platform. because he disrespected the flag. You're mad because you don't want to talk about mm-hmm. this, because you don't want your privilege Convenient. taken away. Yeah. yeah. They're Which, watching I mean, football at the mean they day. don't want to discuss this. They just want to watch their little ball <laughs> Exactly. Ball exactly. Exactly.
1: And to me, it wasn't disrespecting the flag. It was just oh, saying, absolutely hey, not. if we're singing about the USA here, maybe we should notice that there's some things that need to be changed.
0: Yeah. Uh, hundred
2: fucking percent and it it can't be disrespectful that's literally what the flag stands for you're supposed to you're supposed to stand there's literally yeah there's there's
0: veterans like yeah yeah there's veterans who are like back who are like no this is what I went and fought for mm -hmm. for you to be able to express yourself have that freedom of protesting having that freedom of speech that's what I'm fighting for that's Mm. not disrespectful Mm. And it's just I mean, like I said, like at the end of the day, it's white people who want to keep like they don't want to pretend they want to pretend like America is perfect because it's perfect for them. And it's Mm. not perfect for everyone, though. That's the Mm -hmm. issue. So Um, that's actually a pretty good, I guess, a better segue (laughs) (laughs) into our burning questions. Um, so, Jazz, if you want to ask the first question, sure. Yeah, um, I was just wondering what
1: the first time you remember experiencing racism was, if you can recall. I have to think about that one. Um, it
0: doesn't have is to there be a moment. Oh, that was like
2: um, when I was younger. You know, I used to have this friend. And my mom was super strict, so I wasn't really allowed to have a lot of friends. So there was just like a like a very maybe I was like seven, six or seven, I know. Uh, but I had this friend and um she used to she used to try to bully the shit out of me because like she just felt like she was better. Mm. Like we were the same age, same grade, everything. And she was just like, Well, I mean, I just know that like i'm gonna be better and i'm like okay why Mm. like there's nothing like at this point in time we are we're seven what makes you Mm -hmm. better than me like i don't understand
0: yeah
2: and like she i don't know she would just used to like when she would be with her friends like her actual friends like i could tell that i was like the token black friend that's what it was like Mm -hmm. it like i was the token black friend to her Mm -hmm. like i'm not racist Mm -hmm. i have a black friend a single black friend like you know
0: oh and god i hate it when people time, say that
2: anyway <laughs> right yeah and they're just like they're I'm like, like i'm not oh i can't be racist my girlfriend's like, Oh my wow, God, she breaks you up with you talked to a
0: black person before good for <laughs> yeah. you oh my god all anyway, right keep going
2: <laughs> no man but uh yeah she and then the, well, the first time i actually realized that it was probably racism was because she was just like oh you know she can't really come out to eat with us because her family doesn't have money you know wow black people don't have money wow. i was like first off it's like my family's not even fully black so where, where, where's where this is coming from baby because <laughs> i don't know where oh you got God. your info from <laughs> but i was just like damn i really can't believe i kind of forgot about that that's just like something that was like in the back of
0: thing yeah wow yeah. But well yeah, i mean i think just, that you know speaks to how i like common unfortunately common, is that like yeah, a situation like that yeah yeah
2: you just kind of brush it off and you don't think yeah. about it because, I mean, unless it actually endangers your life or you feel threatened or anything, that's kind of all you can do or that's all you could have done back in the day because this wasn't something people mm-hmm. talked about.
1: And,
0: like, mm-hmm. so young, too.
1: Um,
0: and that's just so unfortunate because, you know, that little girl, that's her parents teaching yeah, her all of that. Absolutely. And- Yeah, it's just unfortunate um, that she's growing up in a household like that Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean you're you're seven so you believe everything your parents are telling you Mm -hmm. and that's That's just really sad. That's Hopefully she grew up and learned to think for herself. Yeah, I I hope hope so (laughs) Hopefully I do not keep in contact (laughs) (laughs) Don't blame you. Yeah (laughs) um, so kind of just uh adding on to that is there like a uh, moment that you've experienced racism that was like jarring, that like shocked you at how um, openly it was racist. Um, fortunately, I can say no.
2: Okay. I mean, there's been there's been incidents and stuff, but I feel like what it would take to actually jar me with my racism is like, like it, like I'm gonna have to actually face some type of violence mm-hmm. because of it.
0: Has because anyone- I'm
2: just so used to
0: go ahead uh no well i was just gonna say has anyone like called you the n-word um in a derogatory oh, yeah. way? <laughs> i mean like obviously uh, like, yes, yes, that's what that's what i was
2: yeah that's sorry that's what i was afraid to because it's like you brush these things off like i'm so used to it that it's like it doesn't mm-hmm. jar me but i've been called a nigger oh, my <laughs> not a nigger. a that's that
0: that like literally makes me want to i really don't like that yeah. word at all <laughs> yeah yeah and so that it's it, it, oh god when um and was that situation (laughs) yeah was that situation like a white person trying to hurt you like trying to hurt hurt your feelings
2: uh no so at the time and the thing is uh, at the time I've been called a nigger twice but at this time uh it was like an underage kid that was just like being rude so I was like all right Fucker. like <laughs> i can't really address this now can i because if i throw hands <laughs> i'm gonna get a charge but it was just, it wasn't really a joking thing it was just like fucking like say like i said st cloud is predominantly it was predominantly white yeah. we literally have harmony that is known for being redneck it's a redneck mm-hmm. school people spit in bottles but they're like yeah. chewing tobacco <laughs> and stuff like that kind of thing nice. um so it's like that's it's just so prevalent that it it isn't jarring to me unless like it's in my face like you we we gonna have to throw hands type Mm -hmm. of thing my life on the line type of thing because it's just so often so common that i wow that's like
0: and I, uh, I like this is obviously my privilege speaking. I had no idea, and that's like really, really, really disappointing for me to hear mm-hmm. that you know you would be called the N word with like derogatory mm-hmm. with the hard R, and you're like, oh no, I wouldn't consider like you know like you just don't even you brush that off, and yeah. to me that's like oh just nauseating. Yeah, it's really it's yeah for me too. Gosh. Gosh.
2: it's a very difficult like when when it first happens you're just like uh, did I hear them right because you're just like okay uh, that was unnecessary uncalled for and out of Mm -hmm. line for sure 100% I don't know what line you thought you weren't crossing but you Mm -hmm. crossed it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and so it's like it's an initial reaction to just be like okay and then you just like kind of look at them because you're like are you fucking kidding me like you really feel that much hate in you when you don't even know me to sit there and
0: call me yeah like oh god it's just and that's truly like the one word I'll I will not actually that word and um the f word but not fuck the other f word mm-hmm. I won't say I don't like that <laughs> <word>. <laughs> the derogatory word oh, god, for gays yeah, I, I don't she. like that yeah. word. um but yeah those two words I really really don't like I really won't say mm-hmm. and I just can't Well, I guess that kind of leads me to another burning question, though. Is there a time where it's okay for a white person to say the N-word if they're not saying it, they're not trying to say it in a rude way? And I I think I know the answer, but I'm going to let you. (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: the answer is no. And even even with people that, Black people that give their white friends a pass, at the end of the day yes, you gave your friend a pass, but if they get in the mindset of saying it and now they're comfortable saying it, they're going to say it around the wrong mm-hmm.
1: people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, technically the right people because they're going to check <laughs> yeah. your <out>. ass. <laughs> but, you know, it's no. Cause, and people always defend this. They go, well, you know, if we're not allowed to say it, then why do rappers put it in their mur- lyrics so much? Like, I can't say it. I have to bleep it out all the time. What's the point in listening? Uh, bitch, it's not that hard to bleep it out. Like you can bleep mm. out anything. And second of all, they are allowed to say yeah. it. <laughs> That's the whole thing. They can
0: say it. We claim that word. It's our mm-hmm,
2: word. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember, um, you know, when I first moved to Tallahassee, I had an experience, um, where it was before I was ignorant to the fact that it, I would never say it in my everyday speech, but when I was singing along to songs, I would sing it. And, um, we were actually in a car, uh, an Uber, and we were saying the song. um, And he actually stopped the Uber. He was like, you can't say that he almost kicked us out. And he was like, you can't say that word. And I was like, Oh, my God, like, I'm I'm not racist. Like, I didn't know. Like, I'm so sorry. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's like, kind of what woke me up to it. Because I was like, Oh, that's just not my place at all. You know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah,
1: and I think that that was probably a very important experience to have. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know you as a person were not, you know, purposefully trying to be hateful when saying that. Yeah. But it was good that you were educated in that moment. And it made you realize, hey, I shouldn't be doing that thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, truthfully, like, you know, if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Um I don't personally think that the Uber driver handled it the best way. Cause he did try to kick us out. Oh. Um, so, you know, at first I actually was like really angry. Um, cause I'm, it just like, if someone's like calling you something that, you know, you're not, um, you're just going to mm-hmm. fight back harder. Mm-hmm. And so I think if he like would have like turned down the music and was like, Hey, like, that's really offensive. When you say that, I would have taken it a different way. Um, but and, you know, after like thinking about it, obviously like I came around. I'm like, you know, like it doesn't hurt me to not say it. Like I just won't say it. It's fine. Um yeah. but yeah, it was like it was that was definitely like a wake up call for me. And like it was very it was interesting that he, you know, <laughs> I think we actually ended up just getting out, truthfully. But um, you know, my sister was dating a black guy at the time and so she was like asking him how he felt and I do think that it like varies from person to person because he was like I mean I don't care but it's like if you're gonna offend someone like there's just and it's so easy to just not say it so just don't Mm -hmm. like it's don't (laughs) and that's the thing if things Matt, like different
2: ideas concepts always different or differ for like every black person is not the same Mm -hmm. some people get offended by it some people don't care Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. like, one thing I will say is that the division within the community needs to stop. Mm
1: -hmm. We can't
2: be demanding stuff when we can't even figure out what it is we want.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Like, yes, we want to stop being killed in the streets. Yes, we want to stop being oppressed for our damn skin color. But until black men respect black women and black women respect black men and all the variations in between, whether it's black and white, black and hispanic black and puerto rican until we can get to that point like this turmoil is just going to continue
0: yeah 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 Yeah, it can seem really and i've gosh i've been thinking recently how privileged i am to just like kind of turn it off and not think about it you know yeah and that's like not like literally you know people color black people wake up every day this is you you live with the stress every day Mm -hmm. and like I you know I'm just now and I'm not even feeling a fraction of that stress but I'm feeling yeah you know like point decimal Mm -hmm. percent of that stress and I'm like wow this is
1: yeah
0: unbearable that I can't it's like you feel it for yourself you feel it
2: for your friends but most importantly you feel it for the future Mm -hmm. of your kids Mm -hmm. because you know like yes things were worse back then this is one thing a lot of my wife friends used to say well flavor was back in the day and, I, you know, I'm going I'm to redact that. They're not friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because let me take that back. You know, back in the day, that's what they were called. Associates, whatever you want to call them, back in the day, that's what it was. But they used to argue that, you know, slavery was so long ago and this, that, and the other. But it's like the effects of it are still mm-hmm. into place. And, yes, slavery was abolished, but there was an exception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's an exception to that law. Mm -hmm. And the exception is, for all criminal offenses, enslavement is legal, which is why we have mass incarcerations, which is why after slavery was abolished, mass incarcerations of black people ended Mm -hmm. up happening. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's
2: like, yes, that stuff seems a lot worse, and it's not even that far in the past, but until it gets to where we need it to be, I'm always, like, I'm always going to have a little bit of fear for when I do have mm-hmm. a kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because first you got to explain what situation that the world they live in is, and then you also got to worry about them going out into that world.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, like, so easy for white people to be like, oh, look what, what we did. We abolished slavery. Oh, look, there's the civil rights movement. Look, there's no racism. And it's like, no, that's you know, it's okay, like it but also if you look at how long slavery slavery lasted and mm-hmm. how long ago it was abolished, it's like mm-hmm. a fraction mm-hmm. of the time. And it's yeah. like things are going to take time to get better. And if we don't try to push that needle every single day, nothing will change. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So um yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna look up the next burning question. <laughs> we are running low on time. Um, let me look. Okay, so this will be the last one on race. Um, this is just a question I've had. Well, it's kind of the last one on race. It's a little bit anyway. Um recently, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, there's been a lot of digging up racism um that a certain person you know something someone may have said something someone may have did 20 plus you know 15 20 years ago um so my question for you is like how you feel like if you feel like that's helpful because i think in my mind how i feel about it now um obviously like things like that should be called out but i just feel like are we not allowing people to change are we um expecting that what they did 20 years ago is who they are now i fuck i would hope not i mean you know yeah (laughs) 20 years ago i was two years old so i'm definitely not the same fucking person i was 20 years ago um obviously like i get that calling those things out like I can see how it can be helpful, but I think a lot of the times mm-hmm. people are like "Damning these people like you're a racist Yeah, and you know, maybe that's not the case all the time. Um, so I just want to hear mm-hmm. your take on that Okay mm-hmm.
1: People say little like mm-hmm. kids just do stuff
2: you know, so and then if they are a political party, like an actual political affiliate, or um, in a position where they make laws, do anything regarding stuff for the people, um, yes, that needs to be yeah. called out. If
1: yeah,
2: is that, that a celebrity, I all they're gonna do is just boo-hoo cry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I'm not like that now. That's all they do. It's the same thing. Who knows if they mean it? Who it doesn't. As long as it doesn't affect my life, I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck okay as long as you're not out there spewing shit spewing the n-word and making money off of it Mm -hmm.
0: right kudos kudos
2: because that's you know because if they were still prevalently racist that Mm -hmm. will come out Mm -hmm. if they have not changed that will come out Mm -hmm. but whereas if they did it 10 years ago 20 years ago that was a long time ago people again people go with the times at the time back in the day i was probably cracking Mm -hmm. jokes Mm -hmm. like racist jokes but they're not racist because i can say it Mm -hmm. but that's what we did like that's what everyone Mm -hmm. did so it was cool same thing with um the f word that thing was just thrown around all the time
0: right
2: so it's like we as humans have also been progressing so i can't punish people for that Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and that's kind of how i feel i completely agree with the political thing though i think you know if you're in politics Mm. like everything you do everything you say Mm -hmm. you've got to be careful at every single moment if you're truly not racist it's not that hard Um, and you chose to be
1: in that position of power and for people to look towards you so I think
0: you should Uh, you should
1: have you should have been you should hold yourself to a higher standard at that point you should make sure that what you're putting out into the public is proper and correct
0: yeah yeah I definitely think politics is a different story but I yeah when what I was more asking about was the celebrities where mm-hmm. it's like there's a lot of celebrities yeah. who've said a stupid tweet who've said it you know and it's like yeah should you have said that no but like 20 years later should you be canceled for it I don't think so you know it's
2: yeah, the whole celebrity thing is whatever, but that's also because I really don't pay attention to celebrities, right. so like their whole livelihood, what they, what they do, I don't care because it doesn't affect me, right. as long as it's not Beyonce, no, I'm kidding, I don't, I don't care about Beyonce, either. <laughs> hopefully the beehive doesn't come after me, but <laughs> point being, you know, it's just like, they're just people that are kind of used as a distraction, so I really don't yeah.
1: focus my energy on them
0: at all. Yeah. Right. that was a really thank you yeah was an interesting take on
1: that well Um, I think we might jump to our fun questions now
0: yeah yeah (laughs) just to
1: end uh on a on a fun note um and learning more about you so we asked this to each other in our first episode and so we're just going to keep it going um we want to know if you have a fun or funny sex story that you would like to share Oh, right. Um, (laughs) let me see. So
2: a funny sex story is just one time I had met up with someone that I've been fucking with and uh, we ended up fucking and, you know, it was great and all. And I kind of turned like we were fucking on the couch and then I turned and I realized that the window was like (gasps) wide open and I was like bro we can't be doing this shit and then like one of my neighbors like passed by and I was like oh fuck no did we see you (laughs) dude no I was so grateful she did not see me but it was just like the feeling of like someone walking by and like I have no idea who walked by prior to that because I was not paying attention but that is actually my most funny because I was just like "Uh." that's (laughs)
1: so funny oh no that's so funny that's such a good i would one. have had a panic attack like <laughs> i was yeah i was like let's close these blinds let's get, out
2: of
0: <laughs>
1: get away from me <laughs> like, get the fuck off me <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude that's hilarious that's really funny I- wow um do you have mm-hmm. like an embarrassing story in general <laughs> that you yeah, can I think of stuff I know time, it's so like, like if someone asked me that like, like, I'm like god I'm just an embarrassing person yeah. like
2: I don't. <laughs> yeah big time I'm so I um, only think the only thing that's coming to mind right now is one time I had to take my car in to like get an oil change or whatever and I was like sitting in the lobby and like I had thought I don't know why I wanted to pull like the plant that was next to me like I was just trying to pull off a leaf and I because I thought it was real but it was fake and I pulled too hard <laughs> and the fucking plant fell and I was the only bitch in there so who else did it you know and I was just like oh this is <laughs> awkward and like you know how like those fake plants have like the like fake mulch or whatever inside of the little thing it went all over Florida. the floor and I had I was just like bruh I can't even explain how it happened because why the fuck was like why why would you be pulling off leaves from the damn plant you know and i was just like i want to go home i can't even drive home
1: you have my car (laughs) like i have no good explanation for this sorry (laughs) like at all i'm just like bro it fell i don't know who did this shit
0: (laughs) I would. Oh my God. That's hilarious. That's so good. I honestly, like, I think we had one more question, but I honestly think we have to end it on that. No, that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. That was so fun. That that hour, like, Flew by, yeah it did believe.
1: it went by so quick and I feel like and that was yeah, such an was interesting great conversation
0: it was. like I love that yeah and I
1: feel like I I learned so much from it and I just want to thank you for sharing that and educating us and whoever is listening because you totally don't have to do that so I just
0: yeah want to yeah. thank you for yeah. taking
1: the time to do that
0: yeah. well I appreciate you just having
2: me and you know I'm always glad to educate people and get educated because at the end of the day. You don't know what you don't know until you know. Right. So
1: that's, Yep. I'm going to well, live by yeah, that motto. Thank you.
0: I like that. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know until you know. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, no, that's really good. Um, so this has been another episode of Bust It Wide Open. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next week. See you next week. Hey guys, it's Liv here. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to Bust It Wide Open. And as always, please send all of your burning questions to bustitwideopen at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at bustitwideopenpod. Love you guys.